0: Hey guys, weird. You're back. I never would have thought that. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to this movie podcast still needs a name because it does still need a name. And I'm hoping that some of you are going to help me name it. So please send me your ideas because I don't have a clue. Um, I really had fun doing this last week and hearing from some of you. It was really a a cool experience, and I hope that it was fun for you as well. Um, This is episode two, and we are working through format. We're working through sound quality, all of the things that were not a part of the first podcast that you had and really probably won't be a part of today's either, so don't get your hopes up, but I think we will progressively get better. And when I say we, I mean me. Because it's kind of the proverbial we and there's really nobody else here. So I don't really know why I'm saying we. Um, But that's okay. So what we're going to do today is talk a little bit about the future of this podcast for a brief moment, so you understand what you can expect as the listener, um, and then we are going to jump into a couple of segments, obviously movie-related items that I am excited to bring to you. Uh, so let's start off by just reminiscing a little bit about this past week. I really did enjoy seeing um, and hearing from a lot of you who listened to the podcast, but my favorite part was that I. Think a lot of people listen to the podcast and didn't tell me about it, and that's what I think is really cool is because you could listen to this and <laughs> hate it and secretly judge me every time we interact, and I would never know, I wouldn't know that you had heard the podcast. It's not like it says. This person listened to my podcast. So that is something I just want to give you that freedom so that you don't feel weird that because maybe you know me and you listen to this and you don't like it, that then if you see me that you somehow have to mention this podcast because you don't. I'm going to take that pressure off of you. But what I do want to say is I did like hearing from those of you who did listen. It was a lot of fun. Um, People were giving me suggestions and comments and ideas and talking about things um, specific to them and their tastes that made this super fun. And that's why I'm back. I enjoyed that interaction with people um, around me. And um, I feel like people enjoyed it. So let's keep going. And if nobody does, and I'm just talking to myself, then, you know, I have a record of who I was and, you know, where I've been. It's it's all good. Okay, friends, let's talk about today. Um, there's four sections of this podcast. The first one is called Deanne's qualifications. That is going to be a short section. Then we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about my methodology and how I feel about movies and um, a few things about me and why I'm doing this. And again, I'll try and keep that short. Then we're going to have the practical segment of our podcast and then the impractical segment. One of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is called Pop. Culture Happy Hour. It's on NPR. Linda Holmes is the uh, person who runs the show. Uh, It's much more of a roundtable style, but they keep their content very miscellaneous. Um, You know, they'll throw in movie reviews, things from the pop culture zeitgeist, whatever they might feel like talking about that week. And I really enjoy the format of the show and the way they bring it together. It's something that I would love to emulate and be nearly as cool as. And so if I were you, I would actually turn this off. And if you only have 20 or 30 minutes today, I'd probably listen to that podcast instead of this one. So now's your chance if you need to do that. My qualifications. That was good, right, guys? Do you like that? <laughs> I worked on that one. I thought it was really funny. Okay, section two is uh, let's talk about me and why I'm doing this. Um, okay, so clearly, as you heard me talking about my favorite movies from last year, I hope it stood out to you that I have a high level of passion for the movies that I like and care about, and you got to hear me go on and on about 10 in a way that I know is a little over the top. I have been accused of being a little bit of an overseller. Uh, So what I want to say to you is it's okay if I set your expectations in a place and then you go in and you go, I'm not feeling this. Like Deanne was wacko because guess what? That's what this is all about. That's why this is so fun. That's why I don't want to continue to do this podcast uh, alone all the time because one of the best pieces about movies to me is how different they are for the individual and, um, and how that can bring people together to kind of talk through how they view something. Uh, I think that's awesome. That's the best part of this. So if I'm just sitting here talking to you every week, I feel like we're going to miss some of that dynamic that is really important to this particular area of focus. So that's coming. So watch out for it. But you're stuck with me this week. Um, You know, I also will say that I have some biases. Obviously, Uh, there's a little bit of a theatrical side to me. I really enjoy what I kind of call imaginative, bright, uh, vibrant types of movies. Uh, So that typically is is an area where I know I have to make sure that I have my critical glasses on, maybe a little bit more than usual, because I tend to be drawn to that. Um, And that's just kind of part of me. And just like you have things that you are drawn to, you know, it's the same sort of thing. I think when you watch a certain number of movies, you definitely get to a point where your expectations of something standing out and what you want that to be when it stands out, feels a little different and when you see less movies you might watch something that somebody who sees a lot recommends and wonder what the hell they were thinking but it really could have just been very situational and related to the other works that around it or the other types of movies in that area and how it stood apart or rose above that Um, and so that is very normal that sometimes you can hear a recommendation or feel like there's something that you should like because people are telling you you should like it. But this is me, as with all of my credentials, telling you to not do that. Don't do that. Just be you. All right. So I think that's going to wrap up this segment. No, it's not. I have one more thing I have to say. I did uh, have an error last week. I said that John Carney wrote, who actually directed Sing Street, that he wrote the song, Drive It Like You Stole It. He did not. A gentleman by the name of Hudson Thames wrote it. So please forgive that error. I'm sure you were walking around misquoting that all week to your friends, and I take ownership for that. That is on me. And so if I ever do that again and I catch myself, I promise you I will always come back with a correction. Um, It may be too late because you probably already said it, and then it's kind of weird because it's like, okay, I've said it. Is it more weird that I go back and fix it, or maybe no one will notice? And you kind of have this whole back and forth dialogue about what the right thing to do is. And I, I I don't know. But here's the thing. It's one thing if you just misquote to the general person, because they probably will forget. But when it's in recorded format, I do feel that I have a social responsibility to clear the air when I misspeak. So that's a little bit about that. Probably more than you need to hear, but it's something I wanted to say. OK, that ends this segment. Put your arms around me, fiddly digits, itchy britches. is from a movie that is currently streaming in a Netflix box near you. I realize Netflix is not really a box, but it usually comes from some sort of box. Um, But yeah, that is from Frank. Frank is an interesting movie. Uh, that came out a couple of years back. It was one of my very favorites, and I actually just recently revisited it on Netflix and uh, got such a kick out of it that I watched it not once but twice, and it made me think how great it would be to do a segment for you today about some of the streaming content that you might have available that you didn't even know you had at your fingertips and uh, maybe didn't even hear about. I think it's interesting how um, the platform and the way that movies are... um, coming to us these days has changed so drastically there are a lot of things that don't even make it to the theater if they do they're there so limited or they come and go so quickly that you would never even have a chance to find it um, and I think through that that there's the potential for missing a lot of really high quality work as well and so hopefully uh, from what I can do for you here today is talk you through some ideas of movies that you wouldn't have known about that when you sit down at nine o'clock on Tuesday night this week, and you're arguing about what you're going to watch, TV's not doing it for you, hey, Deanne told us about some movies on Netflix and Amazon Prime. So let's watch those. Okay. So the first one that I just mentioned to you is a movie called Frank, and it also, I'm going to pair it up with another movie that's available streaming right now called Room because they both come from the same Abramson. The two movies couldn't be any more different. Uh, Frank is uh, definitely not for everybody. It's a little wacky. It's about a group of musicians uh, that are recording an album in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Donnell Gleason plays the lead character who runs into this band. He is trying to figure out how to have a music style um, and he's introduced to um, a situation where the lead singer of the band um, is definitely eccentric. Uh, he wears a big papier-mâché mask on his head. Um, he's clearly talented, um, but he obviously knows that he's stumbled into something that is a little bit crazy. Um, and through the course of that, he learns about himself. You get to uh, laugh and enjoy a really dark comedy, um, really dark Okay. It's dark. Uh, and uh, Mag- Maggie Gyllenhaal is absolutely brilliant. She is so funny in this movie. There's a lot of laugh out loud moments and the music's good and it's interesting. So Frank is there for you. If you haven't seen it, go grab it. The other one that I mentioned by Lem- Lenny Abramson room is on Amazon Prime streaming. Of those of you, just in case you didn't know this, if you have Amazon Prime, and you haven't checked out the Amazon Prime app or looked at Amazon Prime on your Blu-ray player or whatever that is, there is a ton of content on Prime. In fact, lately, I'm even liking some of the Prime content better than Netflix. Um, They have some really great original content, but they seem to have even more than the original content, even better movie choices, I feel. Uh, So Room is available on Prime, and this is obviously... uh, the movie that came out last year that you may have heard about. I really, um, I'm really careful about how I talk about this movie because I think, um, it's basically spoilers from the get-go, but I highly recommend this. I recommend that you be ready for it. It is a gut punch for sure. Um, you are going to, um, want some Kleenex nearby. Um, but it is a very powerful movie about a mother and son relationship. It was on my top 10 last year. It was nominated for Best Picture. He was nominated for Best Director. Uh, So obviously you've probably heard of this one, but if you hadn't caught up with it, it's definitely worth it. Um, So there's a couple of ideas there with a connection to each other. I have another pairing I want to mention to you. Um, The first part of the pairing is a documentary called The Wrecking Crew. This is available on Netflix. Uh, This is... uh, a portrayal of some musicians who made a whole bunch of music that is probably, you know, the soundtrack of your life and you didn't even know um, that most of the actual music itself, not the lyrical piece, but the music comes from this group of musicians who played on more tracks than I could even begin to list here. Um, this is all the way through the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, uh, probably most fame would be uh, the Beach Boys and Pet, uh, the Pet Sounds album, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But also you have the Birds and Glenn Campbell, Mama and the Papas, Monkey, Sam Cooke, Sonny and Cher, you name it. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to see this um, and how much, you know, kind of hidden behind the scenes they were. Uh, There's this amazing woman named Carol Kay, who's the bassist, who I just love every time she's talking about her experience in this environment um, during that time. It's it's really cool to see. It's put together by a son of one of those musicians, uh, so Denny Tedesco um, is the one who throws it together because his father, Tommy, I think is kind of the front runner, legendary, well-known person from this era. So this is interesting movie. And then what I would do when I'm done watching that, if I were you, is I would move on over to Prime and I would put on Love and Mercy. If you didn't see Love and Mercy, this is the Brian Wilson um, story. It Chronicles uh, version of him um, earlier in life as well as later in life. Uh, The younger version of him played by Paul Dano is my favorite part. And there is a scene with this uh, that portrays this whole interaction between Brian Wilson and the session musicians while he's creating Uh, good vibrations. And it is so cool and so fun to watch. It's one of my favorite movie scenes from last year. The movie itself wasn't in my top 10, but that particular scene um, was one of my favorite scenes of the whole year. Uh, So um, I think it would be really fun if you've never seen either of those to put yourself together a little uh, dual watching experience. And both of these are a little bit lighter, not not as uh, dark as the other two that I mentioned before, although Love and Mercy does go down a few uh, dark areas Um, the other piece uh, that I, i think you should know is that there are three of the movies i mentioned last week available on prime right now green room which was my number 10 pick that i talked about which also is done by the same director who did blue ruin you can watch both of those now for free and um well if you have prime and then hell or high water is also available there's this crazy movie from 16 that has a lot of buzz and if you're into that and you feel like you need to be a completist, there is this movie uh, that I would say many critics would say was the best and most interesting horror movie of the year, and it's called The Witch. Now, I saw this in the theater in the spring. It's really crazy and gross and wacky and not for me. Little, little too out there for me. It is definitely scary um, and intense and creative in a lot of ways, but for, for whatever reason, I couldn't get past it enough to um, appreciate it the way a lot of people are. Not trying to talk you out of it. If you are into that thing, go for it, but I just don't want to be responsible for it. You cannot hold me responsible if you watch that movie. Do you understand me? Okay. Um, also, um, the gentleman who directed... Arrival, one of my favorite movies last year, and then wrote Hell or High Water, another one of my favorite movies last year, has another amazing movie from uh, the prior year called Sicario. Um, So directed by Dennis Villeneuve, and I don't know off the top of my head the name of the writer, but Sicario is also a fabulous movie, Um, and that is on Amazon Prime available to you. There's a great documentary about Amy Winehouse from 2015. Uh, That is definitely worth your time. One of my favorite documentaries of that year. Uh, That is also on Amazon Prime. And last but not least, if you need another idea, um, there is a movie called Love and Friendship on Amazon Prime that I have not seen yet. I have been told I will like it, and I'm going to try and find some time to watch that this week, but that's starring Kate Beckinsale, and it's supposed to be sort of um, a comedy look, kind of comedic, different look of that kind of Jane Austen time period. That's really all I know. Don't quote me. I'll watch it this week. I'll let you know next week if it's good, but if you need something maybe not as dark as some of these other Uh, The other ones that I've mentioned, that's probably going to be a little bit lighter and easier to digest. So there you go. Some ideas, right? That helps. Helps you uh, decide what you're going to be focused on this week in terms of streaming content. And this is something that I'll continue to do on a regular basis and let you know what's out there and what might be worth a watch. There's a monster in your chest. These guys hijacked your ship and they sold your cryo tube to this human and he put an alien inside of you it's a really nasty one and in a few hours it's gonna burst its way through your rib cage and you're gonna die any questions okay i don't think i have to tell you that that was ellen ripley that's actually from alien resurrection the newer Alien movie, but I still thought it worked here um, for what we are going to do now. This is our impractical session that we're going to spend together, and this is um, one that I am calling Ripley It, and um, this is another sort of set the stage for 2017. I want to get you and me and all of us on the same page with a little bit of inspirational, motivational, kick in the pants from one of the greatest heroines in movie history. Um, so if you haven't seen the alien movies, I really, there's not a lot I can do to help you there. I feel like you probably then need to turn this off and, and go do that. Um, and, and then maybe revisit this or you can just listen. I think it will, I think you'll be able to understand what we're all trying to work through here as we get ready for this year. But Alien, the original, came out in 1979, directed by Ridley Scott, and is a portrayal of a group of people who go into space and meet some horrific creatures. Um, Ellen Ripley uh, is the lead character in that movie, who then um, basically is able to overcome that obstacle and return for one of the few sequels that's better than the original in the Aliens movie. And um, she comes back with a vengeance and she kicks some butt. So when I say Ripley it, that's what I'm talking about. I think that we all have a little bit to learn from Ellen Ripley. And that includes me. Um, I have had a lot of people telling me how horrible last year was, which I think is so funny. I don't know. I wonder if that has to do a little bit with getting into a certain age demographic where that's something that everybody feels like the year before was a bad year, or if it really was just a bad year. I'm having a hard time deciphering those two things, but let's just say it was. Let's just say last year was a really bad year. Well, um, let's Let's look at this from from that lens and think of the things that went wrong, some of the things that people are saying that made last year a bad year. I'm not going to talk about politics, so let's leave that one alone. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people died, important people that mean a lot to – pop culture into all of us for different reasons. I think that was something that people referred to. Um, I don't know what you may have experienced last year that you would consider the thing that you're ready to put aside or let go of. But here's what I want you to do with it. I want you to pretend like you are Ripley. And you enter into a situation of peril and of things not going the way you wanted. And you learn some hard lessons. And then I want you to process all of the things last year that you learned and come into 2017 like Ripley did in Aliens. Be careful, though, because when she comes in at first, she's a little bit of a know-it-all and a little bit antagonizing. She also has some baggage from the prior year that she carries into the second movie because there's a really bad droid in the first movie. Droid, is that it? Yeah, I think it's a droid. Somebody can correct me. I don't know. I think it's a droid. And then in the second one, Bishop actually becomes her companion and helps her save the day. And he is also a droid. But when she first encounters him, she is so scarred from the trauma of the prior year that uh, she lets that inform the relationship with the new person in her life. And we're not going to do any of that. I'm going to tell you, I had a little bit of a hard year. And I'm not going to get into it, but I did. And I had a lot of things go right and a lot of things go wrong. And I'm making a commitment in 2017 that I will not be a victim. I will not be a know-it-all like Ripley, but I will come back in and I will own the situation and take what I learned from it and be better for it. And I think that is something that we can all do. So there you go. I want you to Ripley it. I want you to think about something in your life that you can Ripley the shit out of this year. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to watch the language. Um, and, uh, so let's talk about a few other characters in, in the, in the zeitgeist that are out there that you might be able to say carry the same traits of Ripley, meaning victim may be the first round traumatic experience, and then kicks its butt next time around. Okay. Katniss Everdeen, Hunger Games. I know you're all saying that. That one I will take. That is acceptable. Bella from Twilight. No, my friends. No, no, no. That is not what she does. In fact, there is nothing about Bella and Ripley that are the same. And I really, that's all I can say to you. That's all I can say. Now, Imperative Furiosa from Mad Max. All right. Now now we're talking. The only problem is, is we never got to see her sort of transform because when she enters the screen, she is already Awesome. But we at least have some sort of idea of what got her there. And through the course of the movie, we find how she overcame and moved forward in the best way possible. So um, if you need a little inspiration about putting away some of the things from your prior year, tackling it in a way that is going to help you feel confident and You know, I'm just smart for being able to use the things you have learned to be better. That is, that's what it's all about. That's what life is. That's what I try to tell myself. So there you go. That's it. That was way more philosophical uh, of a download than you wanted, but you got it. So um, Ripley it, people. Let's Ripley it. And if you want to talk to me about something you've ripleyed, I'd like to hear about it. Thank you so much this was so much fun. I love doing this. You guys are great. I hope you have a great week. And I hope that there was something for you in this. Goodbye.